Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey guys, it's another episode of the Believe in Padres Prospects podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. San Diego's number one sports podcast network. Did I catch you off guard, guard there? You didn't sound prepared. Oh, I was prepared. I was just, okay. uh, you know, reminiscing of that nice episode last week. You're just going to try to squeeze as much content juice out of that as you can? That was it. I had oh, one more in me. <laughs> please, please let that be it. We're, we're, we're done until we get to 169, which uh, at the rate we're going, I don't nice. know if we can sustain it. Um, this is episode 70. And on today's show, feels like it's going to be a lighter show. Nothing really heavy. It's not a turkey dinner show. This is like your, uh, I don't know, like your snack show, like during the week where you're, uh, I don't know, what am I trying to say? What's a light meal that you do? A charcuterie board. Sure. It's a, char- that's actually really good. Um, good job by you. It's a charcuterie board show. Not a, yeah, not a turkey dinner show. So what we're talking about today, the all MLB teams were announced. So content starved people had something to you know talk about on Twitter for a while. The rule five draft happened. Nothing really exciting here. And as it turns out, when the Padres aren't, you know, like making major roster decisions based on the rule five draft, it's not that exciting. Like, for normal fans, the rule five comes and goes and nobody notices it. Did you even know it just happened? I had no idea, to be honest. I think that team, I think that means your team is good. If you don't know about if the rule five draft happened or not. Right. It used to be like at least three starters we'd pick up from the rule five. Yeah. Who's the shortstop next year from the rule five? <laughs> not, not this team. So we'll just mention that. And then, uh, a big signing. There was a major league signing to the Padres club. Uh, the, the thing, I guess it's the 26 man roster still, or is it the 30 man now? Now I don't even know how big the roster is. Things you okay over there, Wayne? Yeah. Just no DH, you know? Uh, yeah, that was kind of a shot, um, in the back that I felt betrayed by MLB, not making it, uh, the national league DH. What are we, well, I guess that could have been a topic on today's show, but you know, it's come and gone. So what's the point? But uh, the, the Potters did add somebody to the major league club, so I thought that was worth mentioning. And then uh, we found out who the four Padres minor league affiliates will be. Terrible news. Th- that was a heartbreaker as well. So kind of some like low key bad news this week on the Potters. This is like front. a yeah a super expensive charcuterie board that like doesn't really fill you up, but you paid like one hundred and fifty dollars for you know. Yeah, and the salami wasn't super aged. It was just like the the store bought from Vons right. salami. Yeah, or, those what's you that? Know, brewer- breweries that try too hard and just are literally giving you like the Ralph's salami and charging dollars for it. Where is that a uh, salami that you had a couple weeks ago? Oof, flown in lockdown. from Vermont. <laughs> they have good salami still, in Vermont. Still dreaming about that. That's good stuff. You want to do the bet on light ad before we get to the rest of the show? Damn it. I had it up. <laughs> Classic. The NFL, <laughs> the NFL season is in full swing. You might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at bet online. 
From game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there is always the online casino as well. It never closes. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. I think we got that in under the wire. That's supposed to be right at the beginning of the show, and we usually don't do it. So I think we got that one in on time. I recorded a little pregame show, which will not be in the regular show. So it's hard to tell if it made the the right amount of time or not. We're we'll, we'll going to have to check the clock. Yeah, we're going to have to go in post. Review you know, that one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, first topic. The finger beforehand. The what? The finger. Oh. Yeah. Shot clock. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's football season. That's why it threw me off, I guess. No, it's college basketball season. I'm not betting on as much. Co- since we're, we're talking betting right now, I'm not betting on as much college basketball unless you throw out uh, like a hot take you have or a hot, uh, a hot pick. Other than that, I'm kind of staying away. What about SDSU tonight against the Sun Devils? That is tonight. That's on ESPN too, isn't it? FS1, 17. FS1. The football game is on ESPN too. That's BYU. That's a big game too. No, they lost to Coastal Carolina. No, but like it's still BYU. We hate BYU. Whoa. Yeah, I said it. You got a problem with that? No. All right. Well, the rule five as we uh, gracefully sashay away from uh, hating BYU. The Rule 5 draft happened. The Padres had the option to draft somebody, didn't. So, big news there. And then uh, didn't lose anyone in the Major League phase, that is. So there's also, a, a, after the Major League round of Rule 5, so that's the, t- the first round, and or first or set, first two rounds? Um you have the option of selecting someone in the the Rule 5, and then you have to place them on your Major League roster for the full season, or you have to offer them back to their original club. The The minor league portion of this is you you know, don't have to put them on your Major League club. It's You can stick them in the, the AAA team. So didn't lose anyone in the first phase, the Major League phase, uh, but did add to the minor league system catcher Jorman Rodriguez and outfielder Brett Ruta. These are not super sexy i mean if you don't even get the major league rule five nothing happened so we're we're diving in even deeper now to the the triple a section of this thing rodriguez was uh in the toronto blue jay system played uh is going to play for the um el paso chihuahuas next year he's 23 years old he's from venezuela international signing and i think some people say he can hit a little bit i've heard you know on the on the twitter sphere comps to like a poor man's William Astudio. Do you know who William Astudio is? I have no idea. Exactly. So if you don't know who that is and he's the poor man's version, this isn't like he's supposed to be if if there is an impact guy, it's going to be him. And he's you know, catcher, maybe first base. Luckily, if you can catch and you can hit a little bit, they'll find room for you on a major league roster. Um Last year, hit 360, 387, 502 slash line with five home runs. Um, but that was in the low minors. So that was, or that was 2019. I'm sorry. Last year, we don't have any data, but uh, at the, I don't think he was even at the alternate site. Ruda um, was a former Yankee, left handed 
uh, outfielder, played at Double A Trenton in 2019. And the guys that the Padres lost were they lost a right-handed pitcher, Martin Carrasco. He got picked up by the White Sox. Ignacio Feliz got picked up by the Orioles. And Yohel Pozo. I don't even know if I'm saying that one right, but to the Rangers. These are all kind of just organizational depth guys. And I don't see anything. I mean, Carrasco and Feliz were last seen at short city or short season Tri-City. So I don't see those guys making a big impact. And I don't see there's a chance, I guess with uh Jorman Rodriguez that we see him, you know, as a backup catcher eventually. He's still fairly young. I think catchers develop just slower than usual. You see guys kind of come up. Uh Austin Hedges came up really early. Francisco Mejia came up pretty early, but then they kind of regress. I think it's because um I know they're not ready to handle the full duties of catching at a major league level yet. Jorman Rodriguez, I, I really just see as kind of an organizational depth guy. And it's if if you, you see him pop up on the roster at some point in the next year or two, you'll know where he came from, I guess, but I don't expect this to be a really big impact. Any, anybody sexy here stand out to you? Nothing sexy. Uh, the Pozo, Yohel Pozo, the yeah. uh, kind of stat that I felt was funny is Padre signed him from the Rangers last month and then the Rangers just took him back. <laughs> Good for the Rangers. Savvy move. Yeah. That's how you play the game, Wade. <laughs> I mean, didn't the I mean the Yankees did a, a bigger version of that with a role as Chapman when they traded Chapman to the Cubs, got Glaber Torres back, and then the next season Aroldis Chapman became a free agent and the Yankees signed Aroldis Chapman. Right. So it was a, a month rental that Pozo was on the Padres. Played zero games in one month. Yeah, well, well, you hit. Remembered as the Padre. Padre is going getting written down in the, the <laughs> annals of Padre history. Annals, not annals. Uh, first team and second team all MLB were announced. So this is just like a little feather in your cap if you're a, a Padres fan and if you're on one of these teams. So pretty significant because I think, well, this has to be the only time the Padres have ever had two guys on the first team all MLB. So Fernando Tatis Jr. 90, 98 didn't? I don't know. I'd have to have to look that up. Probably something I could have looked up pre-show, but I'm not going to do it. Um, you could do it while I'm while I'm stalling for time because you know my internet right now is awful. But Tatis, first team, shortstop, Manny Machado, first team, third base. This is across all baseball. This is not first team nationally. This is all of baseball, which is significant because you know two Padres, and then it's. They're both on the left side of the infield. It's the best left side of the infield in baseball. And there's no disputing it anymore. Tatis and Machado both had MVP caliber seasons last year. And it's significant because Machado had to beat out Nolan Arenado and had to beat out, um, God, I'm blanking on his name. The third baseman for the Indians. What's his name? Jose Ramirez. So, and then, and then Tatis had to beat out shortstops loaded. Think about all the shortstops there are in baseball. Francisco Lindor, uh, Javier Baez, Trevor Story, Corey Seager. There were a lot of good shortstops this year. And, May- and Tatis really fell off at the end of the season. We thought, I thought, you know, midseason, I think preseason he was going eight to one MVP. And then I was like, that couldn't have been preseason. That's too, those are, that's too high. But um, I was really kicking myself for not betting him preseason MVP. And then he kind of fell off in the back half of the season. 
for whatever reason, but I don't, the, the thing about his numbers are, I think you start to see because of the sample size, you would see huge improvements in a 162 game sample, as opposed to a 60 game sample. He led the league in exit velocity. He led the league in hard hit rate. He led the league in barrel rate is a shortstop. That's, that's unreal. And so his numbers, like his, his batting average and on base and even the power we probably over a full season, we probably see even better numbers from him, which is scary. Agreed. Machado. Also probably the best season we've seen from him. If that's over the course of 162, him and Tatis definitely play off each other. I don't think there's any doubt about it. They make each other better. One guy pushing the other guy constantly. T- Machado, kind of the big brother, Tatis, the little brother, constantly pushing each other. Machado never hit 300 in a season in Baltimore. I don't think. You, could, you want to fact check me on that too. But he was on pace for one of, for probably his best season ever. And First team, all MLB is huge for him. Uh, Denelson Lamette got second team. All that MLB, one which, was huge. That is huge. And that, that was the biggest one for the Padres is him getting some recognition. I think that's going to go a long ways for his confidence. He's on the list with Garrett Cole, Clayton Kershaw, Hyunjin Ryu, and Kenta Maeda for second team starting pitchers. Brad Pretty Hand. Good list to be on. Brad Hand, second team all relief pitcher with Devin Williams. Brad Hand just basically told to leave by the Cleveland Indians. That's kind of weird. It's like, nah, we're good. And then, and then no one wanted him. Like they put him on waivers. Nobody wanted Brad hand. So that's interesting. Uh, first team starting pitcher. So do you think Lamette deserved to be on this list ahead of any of these guys? Trevor Bauer? No. Jacob deGrom? No. Correct answer is no. You Darvish. No. We're getting closer. Uh, and then Max Freed. Potentially. I think that one's a closer too. And I really have, I don't have any problem with him being on second team. That's second team is great. If you're a top 10 starting pitcher in baseball, those are aces. Everybody on these two lists is an ace. So the only thing with Lamette, as we know, is is he going to be healthy for spring training? I haven't heard anything about him not being healthy yet. But man, just be healthy for spring training and then be healthy when the season starts. I don't want him to pitch. You know, he, he gets into the season, pitches two games, and then they shut him down with some weird little bicep tendonitis bullshit, you know? Just be healthy for playoffs. We're now a playoff team. I, I need to see him healthy for an extended period. I don't even want to wrap him up in bubble wrap and protect him the whole year. Cause whatever the issue is will crop up once he starts throwing the ball. So I, I don't think there's anything you can do to protect him until the playoffs. I need to just know that he's healthy and I can trust him to, to throw. Okay. That's, that's kind of the nature of pitchers. I think like you can't ever any inning, the guy could blow out his arm. It doesn't matter how much you protect them. You can try to limit their exposure, but you also have to be able to trust the guy to pitch. And we don't know if he's healthy enough to pitch unless he pitches. So I need to, that's what I need to see. So that's, that's all I'm worried about. I could see it. Um, moving along the big signing. Wade. Huge signing. I kind of like it. It's a, it's a Ryan guy I've never heard of. Beefo Grady. Beefo Grady. I like it. That's how is that not already his nickname? I mean, it's going to be. 
he's older. So he's a guy that uh, didn't have room on the roster for him in Tampa Bay. He was at the alternate training site last year. He's 28 years old, came up for a little bit, not really even significant. Uh, I think only had five at bats in August and September. Two, two for five in those five at bats. Yeah, that's some kind of nice. So this is this seems like kind of a, a savvy Preller move, a guy that you've never heard of, kind of older, has no track record at the major league level, and then the Padres sign him to a major league deal. Left-handed masher, I think that's what they're expecting from him, plays the outfield. Um, I mean, if you look at, go look at his Baseball America or his Baseball Reference page. The guy screams quad A player. He didn't do anything in the major, in the minors. Then he gets promoted to the high minors, and he's starting to get older now. He's 25, 26, and that's when the quad A guys like really turn it on. Because when you're 25, 26, you've seen enough at the minor league level to be successful. If if you're any kind of good, but that doesn't. Once you're 26 and you're killing it in AAA, now it doesn't really matter because, you know, you've pe- you've probably peaked. But sometimes the guys, you know, surprise you. It, it happens once in a while, and if it's for a year, for it's, if it's two, and the league is slow to adapt, you never know. You can strike. Gold with a guy like this. Um, Whit Merrifield was a really late bloomer. So, like, it can happen. It's not unheard of. But I wouldn't, you know, be, the guy's going to be the in the fourth outfielder talk for the Padres, which is interesting because I thought the Padres had a lot of options at, for fourth outfielder. The outfield's good right now. So, if you're the fourth outfielder, you're gonna you're gonna play because I think they want to get Tommy Pham DH duty. I think they want to get Will Myers some DH duty. There's no uh, DH. Oh, God damn it, Wade. No <laughs> DH. So now, okay, now my whole universe is thrown off again, which is funny because 10 minutes ago, we, ju- we just talked about there's no DH. And now, present Ryan totally forgot about it. Um, yeah, I don't know what the fuck they're going to do with him then. It, uh, it doesn't really make sense to me. It's like a poor man's Jock Peterson. He does. Well, he's a poor man's Jock Peterson, but he's going to be a lot cheaper than Jock Peterson. That's for sure. True. And I was pro Jock Peterson. I, I guess they want to save money to go do something else, I assume, with starting pitching. And we saw oh, pitcher. right. We saw um one starting pitcher get uh traded. We saw Lance Lynn get traded to the White Sox. And the Reds seem very motivated to move Sonny Gray. So there's there's packages that I've seen around that the Padres would deal Sonny Gray for. Um I, I don't think any of these are really realistic. I think the Reds are going to want a ton for Sonny Gray. And I, if, if Luis Patino is not in the deal, I don't see a deal getting done, unfortunately. I don't think Preller can fleece another deal. Like That's all Preller wants to do. When he offers you a trade, he just wants to screw you. And I don't see the Reds taking anything less than top value for Sonny Gray. He's under contract for a few more years. He's not making a lot of money. He's not very old. Like, you're gonna you're gonna have to pay up for Sonny Gray. Would you feel comfortable moving Luis Patino and then possibly other prospects for Sonny Gray? Yes. <laughs> what if Luis Campuzano was also in that deal? Yes. Whoa. And Adrian Morejon. No. Okay. Um, that's something. Campuzano, Patino. Just just shoot from the hip here. Uh, if that's it. The two for one, two really good prospects, though, two, two t- probably top 20 ish prospects in baseball for Sonny Gray. That's I think that's a that's a good deal for the Reds. I think. Uh, they get what they're looking for, guys that are pretty close to major league ready. Both guys were in a Padre uniform last year. 
So it's not like we're trading you a guy that was drafted a year ago or two years ago at a high school and needs four more years. Like that's, that's help on the way soon for the Reds. You would like that, I guess. Right. I would love that. And Sunny Gray's salary is only 527,000. Is that that's prorated from last year? You mean? Correct. I think, well, yeah, in a, in a regular year, in a regular year, I think his salary is around $8 million. Does that sound right to you? I will pull it up. Oh, Google was telling me the wrong thing. That was the prorated. It yeah. is $10 million a year. Yeah, that sounds about right. I knew, I, I knew what his salary was, roughly. Um, yeah, he's making $10 million, and then next year... Another ten, and then twenty twenty three, he's making twelve. So that's that's so cheap for a guy like Sonny Gray. You're gonna have to pay top value prospects in multiple to get Sonny Gray. Yeah, well, I guess we're both in. The twenty twenty two pitching staff. If we have, I mean, that's nasty. I'm kind of in. I think you talked me into it. Let's do it. And if they insisted on more at home too. I don't know what the Potteries internally think about Morihone because they never, they haven't shown a lot of trust in Morihone. He's still pretty young, but not a lot of trust so far. And yeah, like you said, they're they're bridging the gap to Clevenger, so he's going to slide in that Clevenger role. And then next year, hopefully, Clevenger and Lamette are all healthy still, and Gray's healthy. The one thing someone pointed out on Twitter, which is interesting, is that when Sonny Gray went to the Yankees from Oakland, Larry Rothschild was his pitching coach. And we we saw some of the worst Sonny Gray we've ever seen, in when he was on the when on the Yankees. But my counter to that would be, since I'm arguing with myself here, um, Sonny Gray. I've listened to a couple Sonny Gray interviews with him um, doing advanced, you know, metric stuff on the side, working with uh, Driveline and other um, companies that do, you know, the advanced statistics, and he's learned a lot about himself and how he can pitch and which pitches are most effective for him. I think he's grown a lot since he pitched with the Yankees and the Yankees, you know, had a certain way of doing with things, um, an organizational philosophy that I don't know is necessarily carried over here to the Padres because, you know, Rothschild is just one guy. We still have Darren Balsley in the organization. Uh, and then Yankee stadium is one of the worst places to pitch in baseball. So he's moving to Petco, which is more neutral now. You know, it's not what it's not. Petco is not what it was. It's not the pitcher's park that it opened up as um, neutral leans, leans pitcher. Definitely. But it's not what it was. So I think it's a different Sonny Gray. And I think he's, you know, a top 20 pitcher in baseball. And I would pay for him accordingly, especially with that kind or, of price tag. Or just bring Balsley back. Or just fire Rothschild and bring in Balsley. Yeah, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that, too. I don't know why we made the move to Rothschild. I think they wanted this. Did they just want to shake things up for the sake of shaking things up? Was was Balsley like happy to step away for a little bit? Balsley's been doing it for a long time. He has, but he's been doing it well. He has. I mean, every time the Padres bring in, you know, like a veteran pitcher that needs to like get his career back on track, they always worked out. And it's because of Darren Balsley, I have no doubt. And then the bullpen's always been light out. With- yeah, the bullpen's always been light out. It doesn't matter who was in the bullpen. Guys right. you never heard of. We turned guys you never heard of into like top setup guys, and then the the mo was kind of just to trade them for prospects, and then they go be nobodies again, and then they're nobodies, and then you become Brad Hand, <laughs> right? Carter Caps didn't work out. Will be, 
Uh, last thing before we get out of here, the Padres affiliates were announced and this one stung. The Padres get four minor league affiliates. I think you still get some rookie ball teams that are going to be in the Arizona league. I'm not sure how this is going to work yet, but the, you know, the triple a team is going to be in El Paso. That's not changing double a. No, we lost the sod poodles, Wade. No, I have so much Saudis gear that I don't know what to do with now. My heart broke a little bit. First of all, the name and even the uniforms were fire. Everything about them was amazing. The ballpark was amazing. The fans were amazing. Um, I'm I'm pretty sad that we lost the sod poodles and we went back to we went back to the San Antonio missions. What? Why did that change have to happen? I have no idea. I mean, the only plus side is it's a bigger city, so easier to travel in and out of. They have a great river walk, I've heard. Yeah, San Antonio. Tim Dun- Tim Duncan might still live there. He might. That seems like a very Tim Duncan place. He's like, if you're gonna do a comparison like star athlete to a city, San Tim Duncan seems just like a San Antonio. Not because he played yeah. there, just because they're both kind of unassuming, quiet. It's a big city, but you know, not not a lot to do there. They're just there. Wade's definitely a Scottsdale. Scotts Vegas, yeah. <laughs> so San Antonio Missions, the previous double A affiliate of the Potters is now back to be in our double-A affiliate. I'm sick of this hermit crab shit. Just pick a, pick, pick a fucking team. Fort Wayne moves up to high A. This is so weird. And then Lake Elsinore moves down to low A. So the musical chairs continues as it does every year. And then I, I expect that we have some rookie ball teams, at least one in the Arizona League. They lost the Tri-City Dust Devils short season league. Um, they got picked up by somebody. I forgot who. And then uh, the Sod Pools were picked up by the Arizona Dimebacks, which is just another punch in the testicles just going to a rival team kind of like travis right. radke travis radke fucking went to the diamondbacks too trader calling him out <laughs> uh wait you want to do puppy talk or lock of the week let's do lock of the week target locked last week wade we had a big week my fade i faded the tennessee titans or i told you to fade the tennessee titans Cleveland Browns went huge. So my fades of the week are now 2-0. and Wade got back on track, took Indianapolis minus three. It took a miracle, but they covered. And now Wade is three and four on the season. So look at us. We made I'm you guys on. money last week if you followed our advice. Yeah, we're back, we don't get, we, don't, we don't get to say that very often. But <laughs> uh, Wade, this week, my instincts are telling me Baltimore minus one playing the Cleveland Browns. I think it's on Monday. And you might be saying to yourself, the Browns, the Browns are just a better team than the Ravens. The Ravens are kind of a mess. My philosophy is this late in the season, who needs the game more? I think the teams are fairly close. They're, it's a divisional game. It's going to be rough. It's, a, it's basically a pick em. And the Ravens definitely need the game more than the Browns, who have clinched a playoff berth, who are actually ahead of Baltimore in the standings. I think this is when the Browns start to feel themselves a little too much. So that's why I like the Ravens. And because I like the Ravens and my fades are 2-0, that means you should fade me and take the Browns. So the fade of the week is actually the Browns. I I have been going back and forth because I do not like any games this week. But I'm going to stick with my gut. And the Steelers are fake. We found that out. 
So they're so fake. Take the Bills Mafia. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Minus three. Take it to the bank. Isn't it sad that that game has no fans at it? Like this is the first game I've really felt the need for fans in Buffalo. Pittsburgh is coming to town. Like, can you imagine uh, the, the, f- the fan videos would be electric? Oh my God. We're missing out on so many great videos because of this fucking pandemic. I'm sick of it. Yeah. I'm tired of the pandemic. I said it. Yeah. Well, it's peaking. You're tired. <laughs> um, so you're taking Buffalo. What's the spread on that again? Buffalo favored by three. Okay. So we're both taking favorites here. Don't like that. But, but we're hot. Know, okay. You're right. Last week's piece for herself. 2-0 last week. So those are the, the lock and the fate of the week. Brought to you by uh, betonline.ag. Anyway, before we get out of here, wait, we got a new segment. It's a very exciting segment that I'm, I'm particularly excited about. It is Puppy Talk with Wade. So, Wade, tell me about what's, uh, what's happening with you and this alleged puppy you're supposed to be getting. So, the roommate decided that we needed to add another roommate. Um, that roommate being a girl puppy. You know, you're basically going to have to take care of this thing, right? Uh, basically or totally? Uh, okay, to- you're totally going to have to take care of this. Right. Thing. They The roommate will do nothing. And getting a puppy, like... Is this, is this a COVID thing? Are you just, are you bored? Do you, you need some extra love in your life during COVID because you're not allowed to go outside? I, I think it is. And it's like, you know, you're sitting at home, there's time to train it. So no, no better time than to sit at home and try and pretend to train an animal that will be jumping all over everybody post pandemic because it will never see any visitors during the pandemic. Yeah, I guess if you like cleaning up uh, dog poo and dog vomit and piss on your carpet every... You just bought a really nice rug. Now that thing's going to be torn to to bits by this puppy. Yep, the roommate didn't think uh, too far ahead on that. (laughs) You know what you probably need to do is get like... You know, put that thing into your, your little garage basement for a couple months and get something that you don't mind getting stains on. Just like a really cheap thing that costs like 50 bucks just throwing it out there okay good idea duly noted the rest of the the rest of the downstairs right is not carpeted there is no carpet downstairs or rug so yeah pretty easy to clean uh and then i don't know you don't have a yard you you can take them up on the roof to pee are you gonna get like a a puppy mat like one of those fake grass things this is too much the listener is just (laughs) gonna now break into my house (laughs) Are you going to get a puppy mat somewhere? I think we'll do a puppy talk more when the puppy's actually on its way. Do you have any we'll names? This, do you have a short list of names. There's a short list of names. About 20, 20 are on the list. How many of those are your suggestions? I think two. <laughs> you got two on there. Just make <laughs> sure those two make it to the final five. I, w- I want to input on the, on the name. I I hope they uh, make some of the cuts that are bound to happen. Give me one. I need one name, a, a sampler. You got to get, got to give me a tease here. One name that you kind of like that's in the running. I can't do that. What? Why not? 
it's the names, you know, you got to meet it and then the name will come to you. God, fine. Like, oh, that's such a Miranda. <laughs> Is Miranda on the list? She Miranda may be on the list. Miranda, if it's not now, definitely should be on the list. Just because you could you, you could use that line the rest of the puppy's life now or the rest of the dog's life. Yeah, that's a good line. She's such a Miranda. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I'm texting your roommate later. All right. All right. Uh, <laughs> let's get out of here. Thank you all for listening to the show. As always, follow the show's Twitter account at Fire Farm Hands. And if you enjoy, subscribe. Even if you don't enjoy, subscribe. We all know your favorite platforms, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, and iHeart. You can also find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. Please leave your comments, questions, concerns, and your rating of the show on all platforms. You've been listening to the Believe in Padres Prospects Podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, San Diego's number one sports podcast network. I am Reinhardt. That was Wade. Talk to you next week. Girl like Doritos, that's nacho cheese. your destination though you may find from time to time Falcons Chargers is going to be gross I'm going to watch the hell out of the game I'm going to bet I'm taking Atlanta <laughs> I like Atlanta in that game I am so done betting Atlanta forever <laughs> I don't think I, they've bet on Atlanta four times this year and lost everyone every single one thank you for listening to Believe You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.